1: Today I entitled our message, A Discussion, because I want to have more of a discussion with you guys today than a performance or a preaching or something like that. I want to have a discussion on leadership. And you have to understand when we talk about leadership, uh, we hope to be talking to leaders. And I believe that there's a leader in every one of us. And the thing about being a leader is you have to be able to have grown-up talk. That means you can't have your feelings on your fingertips. I remember one man told, he told his pastor, what you said hurt me on the inside. It wounded my spirit. And his pastor said, well, swallow a Band-Aid. Because if we're going to grow up, if we're going to be leaders, and that's why I don't put certain people in leadership... Uh, if they're you know, always offended, the offended if they can't take grown-up talk. If you can't tell somebody your breath stinks, you smell like onions under your armpits, you got to show up to church on time. If you can't have adult conversations with people, you can't, they can't be a leader. So you have to understand that when you're dealing with leadership. So today we're going to deal with some uh, leadership content, and I'm just going to share with you what I know. I don't know everything, but I, I just know a few things. And I've had the privilege to be under some strong leaders, and I thank God for that. And my my favorite leader that I've been under is uh, was my the pastor that was my first pastor when I got saved. His name is Doctor Bill Winston, and Doctor Bill Winston is in Chicago, and he is for me my my most favorite pastor and preacher. I've been uh, in, uh, you know in circles in Asia and in the West. Amongst a lot of pastors and pastors conventions with thousands of pastors, and I've met Copeland, I've met John Hagee, I've met Jerry Savel, I've met Benny Hinn, uh, you know personally, I've, I've Mac Hammond and just the, the 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 you know a lot of the American who's who's I've met with them, shook their hand, talked with them, been in their circles. And, um, and, but what my, and, of course, Rob Parsley, I was on staff for him, and there we have Juanita Bynum and everyone that came through there, and my favorite pastor is Bill Winston, he's my favorite, because he's just so many things I learned, not by his sermons, but just by watching him. Just by watching him, and I was telling the pastors a couple of days ago about uh, how I really honored uh, Pastor Hayden here about the excellence that he keeps this church in, because I learned that from my pastor Bill Winston. He kept his administrative offices and church with just just a lot of just such a spirit of excellence. And I'm not going to get into that too much, but I will share a few things. The uh, one thing that I, I loved about my pastor Bill Winston is uh, I remember we had this this guy, his name was Flame. I led him to the Lord. He was my spirit, one of my spiritual sons. His name was Flame. His sister's name was Sunshine. His parents were hippies. They were drug addicts and hippies, and they named their kids Flame and Sunshine. And I led him to the Lord, but Flame was a bit wild. Flame is a, a famous in his own right because he's the creator of hip house music. I don't know if you guys got house music here in Canada, but he was a, the founder of Hip House. And uh, he was, you know, on drugs and in hip house and DJ and all this stuff, breakdancer. And I remember he came up to my pastor, yo, 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 Bill, yo, Bill, yo, Bill. And one thing about my pastor, he was not a man hung up on titles. He didn't care if you called him pastor, doctor, bishop. You know, I believe in titles solely for the use of function. And uh, today we're going to get uh, some of us getting doctorates and so forth. And, and uh, I'm excited about that, but not because I'm going to have people call me doctor, because I could possibly strategically use it for a place to get the gospel in more places. Uh, I was ordained as an apostle, but I tell people, call me Joey. I tell my members, you could call me Joey. Uh, it's not wrong to call somebody by their title but it is wrong for the person with the title to expect, require, or be upset if you don't use that title for them. Because titles simply define functions. So Apostle, Prophet, Evangelist, Pastor, Teacher, these describe functions. And they, excre- they help in an organizational structure for you to understand what their role is and what their job is and how, how they're supposed to operate. But you could call me Joey. Amen. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in a second. So my pastor, he came up, yo, yo, Bill Winston, Bill, because, you know, at my church, they have on the bottom of the slide. You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen. Amen.
0: Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience, yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order, and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer, along with your CD set.
1: Copyrights. Copyrights. Integrity music, Jose, whatever, 1964, 1982. And all the songs were like 1982, 1973, 1945, 1991. You know, so my, my, my friend, who was a hip house DJ, he'd say, Yo, 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 Bill, man, this music is whack. This music is whack. He said, Man, 1942, are you kidding me? This is 2005. He's like, man, there ain't no youth up in this church. Because like, this music is whack. You need, to get, you need to get turntables and strobe lights and you know. And uh, he's like, he's like, look, yo, 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 Bill, check this out. Give me a million dollars. I need a million dollars. He said, man, you got you got money. I mean, look at all these people you got here. Pfft, come on, bro. This is what he told my pet's how he did it. He's like, come on, bro. All these people you got here, man, I know they got loot. Give me a million dollars and I'll build a youth center here. And we'll reach the youth, man. And my pastor, uh, he was like, well, you know, we'll, we'll, let's pray about it. He's like, pray about, pff, man, you ain't no man of God. Pray about it. That's what everyone always says, pray about it. That means no. You ain't got no heart for You ain't no man of God. And then my friend turned around and stormed out of the church. And I was, I was so embarrassed because I brought him to the church. And my pastor, from the first day I came, he knows me by name. He loved me and favored me. I was a son. Uh, From the first day I came in 98, and there was 6,000 people, but he knew my name. And even though there were 6,000 people, he would always say, Joey, how you doing, Joey? God bless you. In the middle of the big, you know, 6,000 crowd, you know. And uh, so he knew I brought this guy, and I was very embarrassed. And I, I guess I'm easy to, to stick out because, first of all, I'm big. Second of all, the church was all African American and I was Latino. So I stuck out like a sore thumb. And that maybe helped the recognition. But, you know, my, I was embarrassed and my friend stormed out. And I thought Pastor Winston was going to maybe say a word with me or something. But instead, he got on his knees and he wept for the youth right in front of me. He got on his knees and he wept for the youth. And ask God to forgive him for not reaching the youth. And I thought to myself, wow, this guy's obviously an idiot, my friend. He has no sense of respect and no sense of authority in the house of God and no sense of, 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 of you know, diplomacy, how you approach and how you speak to a man of God and how you apply for something and how you, you know, he has no respect at all. But my pastor still was was you know, still considered his words. I was just like, let me get this guy out of here. You know, I wouldn't listen to a word he said. But my pastor got on his knees and cried and prayed for the youth. And I was so impressed by that. And, and, and I learned a lot of leadership things, not by what he's preached or taught, but by what he would do. And I'm going to talk a little bit about another, another little thing that I used to see him do. You see these little cue cards here I have in my pocket. I carry these with me everywhere I go. And I have these cards I probably had written out. This, these are maybe three or four years old. I just keep them in my pocket. And this is something that I, I, I do that I learned from watching my pastor. My pastor, he has these same three-by-five cue cards, and he has some verses on there, not for memory, but for meditation. And he has identity verses on meditation because he was um, spending about eight years meditating on raining. Somebody say raining. raining, meditating on raining. And here is a pastor who has twenty thousand members, owns a thirty-three acre airport, and he is in his seventies, and he's meditating on the Word of God day and night. Most pastors, after so many years, don't even read their Bible. Tell you the truth, let alone wash their hands when they come out of the bathroom. Amen. <laughs> I went to pastors' conferences. All the ba- all the pastors are don't even wash their hands. When they use the bathroom. Then they want to shake my hand afterwards. I was like, God bless you. And then all the pastors say, oh, oh you need to come to my church and preach. I used to think that was an invitation. That was just what, what pastors say. They actually don't mean it. <laughs> I, I learned that the hard way. You ought to come to my church and preach. Okay, God bless you too, you know. You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the Word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the Word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen?
0: Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with
1: your CD set. I stop responding to people because people sometimes say, how are you doing? And they actually don't care at all how you're doing. So if you just don't answer them you'll realize that they don't care how you're doing. They say, how are you doing? Anyways, and they going, they really don't care how you're doing. Amen. But here's my pastor, 70 years old, with his jet... And, you know, I remember we were at this pastor's breakfast, and I was there with my pastor, and there was all these pastors from around the country that came, and they all wanted to talk about the jet. Like, oh, how many engines you got, and how many this and that, and how much did you get your jet for? And Pastor Winston said, you know, I don't want to talk about jets. He's that superficial. Let's talk about the word of God. What's the Lord speaking to you? And then I went to serve as his armor bearer in uh, Washington, D.C. to go meet Obama. We went to go talk to Obama when he was senator. And I was, I was, called, I was called to be his armor bearer for this particular uh, event because for some reason his normal assistant couldn't make it. His plane was uh, grounded in Baltimore and he couldn't make it to D.C. So I had to go and represent him and they get all the information and they'll give it to him and serve him to go meet Obama. So I got to meet Obama at that time. And I remember he asked me, like, what do you think about Obama? And I gave him my thoughts about Obama. And he said, hmm, that's interesting. I'm going to pray about that. And I thought, I'm a a 24-year-old kid. He's a 65-year-old man, and he's asking my advice. And he's praying about it. And it wasn't just talking pretentious. He was serious. One of the things to be a good leader is you have to listen to other people. Now, you have to listen, of course, to, to, with a grain of salt sometimes. Because if you listen to everyone's criticism, you'll get, like Pastor Ryan said yesterday, you'll get depression. Amen? So, but you have to be able to listen. And you have to have other wise people who are not yes men. You see, we have a lot of people that love us. And they're not yes men because they're paid or they're robots, but because they love us. Like, oh, it's okay, pastor. Oh, it's okay. You're all right. Or, Never mind that. And, and, and they help you to ignore issues that you actually have to look at and wrestle with. And they do it because they love you so much, but that's not really good for you. So I like to keep in my life. I have a few people. I have a guy named Rick Jumper, and I have a few people who are really kind of critical people. Of course, my wife, number one critic. Amen. My wife will tell me. Right after service, that was terrible, honey. You, you, you preached that one before. You preached the same thing over and over. You know, my wife is my best critic, amen. But we need to have some people in our lives that we listen to that could give us hard criticism. Because if we're gonna be a great leader, say great, great. If we're gonna be a great leader, we have to be able to look at the mirror and deal with the issues that we don't wanna deal with. And we can't just live life with a beam in our eye where we can't see our faults and can't see our weaknesses, and we have to deal with the things that stop us from being great leaders. So um, we're talking about greater. So I, I saw my pastor meditating on his image, trying to create, because my pastor, he's after the billionaire status. He believed the Lord wants to make him a billionaire. He's a millionaire now, but he's, he, so he calls himself Billionaire Bill. Not that he's a billionaire, but he calls a billionaire bill to kind of create the image of a billionaire in him. Because, you know, especially as an African-American, there's a lot of uh, subtle thoughts and a lot of feelings and emotions that says you can't do this. Matter of fact, when he bought the mall, he bought the 33-acre mall, They, the city came. You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the Word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the Word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen?
0: Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD
1: set. to him, And they said, you'll never buy a mall. You'll never own a mall simply because you're a black man. That's what they told my pastor. And he actually... It hurt him because there was that feeling. I'm a black man. You know, I can't be the owner of a mall, of a shopping mall. So he had to even overcome that himself. And he, the way he did that was by meditating in the Word, training. He calls it training for reigning. So that's what I do. Here's some of the scriptures that I pray over myself. Because, and China, I deal with the Communist Party attacking and threatening to arrest us and put us in jail. And so this is one of the ones that I pray. As Haggai 2.22. It says, I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. I, I, so I speak it to myself. I will, Joey will, overthrow the throne of kingdoms. I will destroy the strength of king, the kingdoms of the heathen. I will overthrow the chariots of those that ride in them. The horses and their riders shall come down, everyone by the sword of his brother. So I speak that over myself, but not just over myself and not just over the, the country my ministry, but I am even speaking that into myself, creating an image in myself that I am more than a conqueror. Amen. Mm-hmm. 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 Is the Lord. I trust you are blessed and encouraged. We have more on this series coming to you next week, so tune in next week and catch the broadcast. Make sure you call and send in a donation, send in a seed, support this ministry if it's blessed you in any way. If you think it will bless and encourage others, your financial support is very important. If you go to our website, nfbeijing.com, forward slash store. You can get some of our ministry products, CDs, and we'll be offering the DVDs of all these sermons coming soon. So go visit us online, like us on Facebook, add our YouTube channel, where you're going to get a bunch of bonus materials, everything that you don't see on the show, you're going to get that on the YouTube channel and of church at YouTube. And be blessed and encouraged. We love you. We want to encourage you to re-dig the wells of our fathers and also dig new wells for what God's going to do in our generation.